Hello and welcome back to another episode of Nick Tiffany's Movie Reviews. You can find us in print and web format at nicktiffany.com, on all podcast platforms under NT Movie Reviews, and on YouTube under NT Movie Reviews as well. Today we're talking about another Netflix original series. This is also an attempt for Netflix to try, gosh, for like a third time, to try to do a spy franchise for themselves. This is Heart of Stone, directed by Tom Harper and starring Gal Gadot. Netflix has sort of a... They've got great names. Netflix always has great names attached to their projects. And somewhere along the way, something goes wrong, because we know they've got money too. I don't know if it's the story, if it's the development, but Red Notice and The Gray Man are two of the first films that kind of come to mind when I'm thinking Netflix, action, spy. You already had Gal Gadot in Red Notice. You've also got The Rock and Ryan Reynolds pretty much just playing The Rock and Ryan Reynolds. You've also got over there with The Gray Man, Ryan Gosling, who was kind of like, I was like, wow, that's a good get for Netflix. And then Chris Evans. And then you've got the Russo brothers, the guys who brought you Infinity War and Endgame and Avengers, Captain America, Civil War, uh, Winter Soldier. I mean, you know, these guys, everything says that these could be big successes. And Netflix says, oh, you know, it was our most streamed show for one day or for 24 hours. You know, that's a whole other separate deal. That's why people are striking is because we don't know what these streaming numbers mean. They just tell us and we're supposed to believe that, yes, we had more people watch the first 30 seconds of this movie than any other Netflix movie before. That doesn't tell us that they finished the movie. That doesn't tell us that that means anything equivalent to the fact that is that good or is it bad? And I think my biggest problem with both of those two films is an over-reliance on trying to be funny, especially Ryan Reynolds. Again, that's a that's a story for another time. You know, obviously we'll get a new Deadpool and, you know, maybe we can allow some Ryan Reynolds action there just like that. But by and large, he needs to he needs to find a new shtick. But what Heart of Stone does completely different is it gets rid of most of that comedy. It tries to keep the comedy feeling organic and it trades it in for, albeit their best impression of a Mission Impossible movie but it is mostly a straightforward action film that honestly was a ton of fun. And you could color me surprised, color yourself surprised. I didn't think I'd be sitting here two weeks in a row saying, wow, Netflix, you got another one. This is not on the level of They Clone Tyrone by any means. But Heart of Stone was not a bad way to enjoy my Saturday night. It was pretty straightforward as far as spy thrillers come. Certainly borrows a lot from the genre that I'm sure you've already seen, whether it's crazy mountaintop chases and motorbike chases. And, you know, at some point, everybody borrows from everybody. But how did they borrow it? Did they do it well? They did. The film really leans on Gal Gadot to kind of be your anchor, whether it's emotionally, physically, and everything in between. She's playing a double agent working for this group, The Charter who kind of feels like a version of the syndicate or like, oh, you know, these were once operatives who are now working for a new network doing what the government can't. We've heard it before. This time they've got crazy cool AI that almost looks like Tony Stark's tech, but 500 years into the future, everything they're able to display and zoom in on and enhance, put your arm through the Iron Man 3D gauntlet, you know, 
they got a lot of really cool stuff in this AI that's called the heart can essentially control almost any technology in the world. Gives you access to all people's data, all the government secrets, not too far off from what we saw with Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning this summer. And I, you know, I still don't think it's as good as that movie, despite not liking Dead Reckoning as much as I could have. But I was more than pleasantly surprised with kind of the direction they took this AI, or at least the way they kind of used it in this movie versus how they kind of used it in uh, Mission Impossible. In that movie, it's this more looming figure that's going to take faces and all these different things, use people as conduits and whatnot. This one's a little more simple, a little more straightforward. It's like, hey, you're over there and I can see on this video feed that you're in this room. What if we just locked all the doors, cut off oxygen? Oh, that bank account of yours? What if we just drain it? You know, it's it's nothing so dastardly or crazy that we're going to wipe out every group of undercover agents in the world, but it's just dastardly enough to know that, yeah, this is clearly a problem. So you've got this team kind of built around Gal Gadot. She's kind of playing the, the shy sheepish. Oh, I'm just, I'm not really a field agent yet, but of course she's trying to play undercover, trying to flesh out, flush out whomever this, uh, whomever this evil villain is kind of in the background. And, and, you know, there's degrees of that where it doesn't get too deep with its villainy, villainous discussion, but there is still a villain. They're semi formidable, nothing so crazy. But again, I, I don't want to do this film a disservice by just kind of calling it a generic spy movie because it does have some moments that really do elevate it. I mean, Gal Gadot genuinely kicks a ton of ass. It's clear that obviously she's Wonder Woman and her Wonder Woman abilities have translated into other films and all of the stunt work that she does herself. She looks great doing it. She's funny in some of those Ethan Hunt style situational humor bits, but it's never anything that feels forced. There are some really cool uses of AI in this technology in terms of plotting you a route giving you the percentage of completion this AI thinks that you have for your mission and how to increase or decrease that depending on what you're trying to do. I don't know. I, I had a good time with it. There's not, there's not too much to say. This isn't going to be the longest review in the world. And I believe me for you guys too, I'm trying to get better at keeping it a little more concise. You know, if this isn't something like a Scorsese film that I want to spend 30 minutes talking about, I don't have to try to stretch this longer than it needs to be. It's on Netflix. It's streaming. It's better than anything they've done spy-wise. You even got their Mission Impossible-style music in the background. It shows you that, yes, Gal Gadot still is a star. She's super enjoyable to watch. In all of her action sequences and tender moments and everything in between, it would be stupid if DC got rid of her as Wonder Woman. Obviously, there's a lot of talk about that out there, and it's hard that you couldn't promote this movie because of everything going on with the strikes. And so I'm not saying it's sitting dormant on Netflix, but as a fan of her, as a fan of wanting to see her in more films in the future as well, and Netflix at least trying to adapt the right kinds of movies or franchises if they're going to try to kickstart their own deal, I think this was a really solid direction to go in. I mean, I mean, truly, I've, I've messaged more than a few people. I was like, hey, you know what? I'm like, it's really easy for people to come on and talk crap about a new Netflix movie or 
you know, there's a lot of people out there who are not overly fond of Gal Gadot, as I'm finding out, you know, but I think with the right director, with the right story, she can be allowed to flourish. You don't have the nonsense of The Rock and Ryan Reynolds trying to bog her down. You've just got spy thriller. And honestly, it does it pretty well. I mean, there are even moments where I was like, okay, these visual effects look pretty damn good. Paired with the soundtrack, with all the uh, sound effects and rumblings and bombs and explosions and stuff. I was like, dude, this is, there are more than a few moments where I'm like, this is solid spy stuff. Like really cool, solid spy stuff. And the story feels a little bit more grounded. I feel like it's a little more accessible, a little easier for people to think, you know what? That's not too far off. What people can do with AI and everything. I mean, we're already having those thoughts now. We're not so far off of it. So in some ways, it was cool to look at what's possible, but also keep a little fear in the back of your mind. You know, we shouldn't switch entirely over to the robots. You got to have that human emotion. You got to have someone like a Gal Gadot who can make the right call. Someone like a Maverick, you know, someone like an Ethan Hunt. You got to have these kind of characters to bridge the gap between world governments and world annihilation. Because power is corruptible. And the best person to have all the power is nobody. So, thanks again for listening, guys. Two weeks in a row, two great Netflix movies. We got Blue Beetle coming out this week. I saw Gran Turismo earlier today. Very excited to get into that one. The summer season of movies is delivering. 2023, whatever you're doing, keep it up. Because it's been a fun year just to talk about movies. And it's been a great year to get back into this. There's tons to recommend. I need to get off my butt and do a uh, mid-year roundup. Obviously, we're a little bit past that, but the people still need to know. Thank you guys for listening as always. Make sure for all your movie news, reviews, and entertainment talk, follow along NT Movie Reviews on all social media networks, podcast platforms, and on YouTube. Content coming weekly. Appreciate everybody who interacts and engages and for all the suggestions. I love being able to do this and I love that you guys are enjoying it as well. So thank you again and we'll see you next time.